1: And welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. Well, this week, it it feels like a major week, if I'm being honest with you. It's the WM Phoenix Open. It's also Super Bowl week. And Elk Super Bowl being held, like, what, 20-something miles away from the course. It is going to be a crazy, crazy weekend in Arizona.
0: Yes, and I'm bringing this, my half of the show, to you from... Scottsdale, right now, Diane flew in over that scene yesterday and just looking at the infrastructure that's built into the TPC Scottsdale. Certainly isn't the way I remembered it, Diane, back in the day, but it's going to be fabulous. There's expected 200,000 people a day to go to this tournament this year. Wow. Our friend Stu Redson, who's the chief marketing officer, has got everything organized out there. They've got bands going every night on 16. They've just the course is perfect. I've got a complete update of what's what the course is looking like. We'll get into that. But the weather, Diane, is 75 all week. It's been very dry out here, Perfect conditions for scoring.
1: Okay. Um, I went to the tournament last year. It had been on my bucket list forever. And uh, my husband and I were like, right, let's go and enjoy it. We were uh, hoping that that the baby was going to be around the corner. So we thought this could be our last hurrah. And it turns out it was before the pregnancy. But um, we had just an amazing time. There's no atmosphere like it. I mean, you see it on TV and you hear stories about 16, but it is just unbelievable. If you're going to you know, seriously follow 18 holes of golf. It's kind of frustrating, especially when you get to 15. 15, 16, 17, 18 are just like a wipeout. You have to just embrace it and go with the flow. But the the tournament is just incredible. As you say, Stu Redson... Good friend of yours, he's a, he's one of the top guys when it comes to putting on the tournament from Waste Management and we'll get the inside scoop from him. But they go above and beyond to make this tournament so special for the fans and this year even more special for the players because it's one of the PGA Tour's elevated events with a purse of $20 million.
0: Yeah, and I think to be honest with you, this is probably going to be a pretty easy handicapping week for us. I'll tell you why. Um, I see you nodding your head the other way. But when you start to think about a $20 million purse, $3.5 million, uh, and you've got something like 24 of the top 25 available from the PGA Tour playing in this event, what that does, Diane, is if you take the top 25 players that are playing this week, and you think, OK, how many of those guys are going to make the cut? And it's probably going to be 75% of them. So there's 20 guys already of the top players that are going to make the cut. So there's only like 45 spots left for these rest of the guys to get into. And so there's a lot more pressure this week, Diane, to make the cut to get into that big money. So when I say it's slightly easier to handicap, when all the best players play, they all finish up rising to the top, Diane, which is very puts a big squeeze on the guys down below.
1: Uh, yeah i i struggled a little bit this week with my picks i'm not gonna lie that's why i gave the nod of the head because um i'm still in between who i'm gonna end up with but it's um you know obviously this tournament's been going on for a long time it's uh, it's one of the longest running at this course on the pga tour and now that it has this elevated status is it going to have a different feel to it, especially for, you know, looking at the guys that are maybe kind of middle of the FedEx Cup standings? Do you think it's going to feel, you know, almost majoresque, like bigger, more pressure, more to play for, obviously?
0: More to play for, for sure. Won't feel like a major. I just don't think the atmosphere will cross over where you have that sort of party atmosphere, the party scene, crossing over into a major where it's more quieter, more reserved, more, you know, more historical thinking. But certainly um, this will be this is a this is a whole new deal for these players. Mm-hmm. And as I said a minute ago, there's going to be more pressure on the on the average players to try to get into the cut. I mean, take for example Jason Duffner who's having a disaster season, been missing cuts all over. But if he plays good this week then that's all he really needed out of this trip out west. So a lot of pressure. There is a certain what we call a uh, formula to play well in this event. I've looked at the last 10 champions that have played, and it's pretty obvious to me uh, how this is going to shake out.
1: OK, right. We'll get on to that. Going back to Duffner quickly at the at and Pebble Beach Pro-Am. He's playing with Russell. So I was tracking his round and, um, you know, with the weather delays and it was like four seasons in a day over there. But he was so close to making the cut and then just had a bad hole where it all kind of blew up. And then uh, that led to an early withdrawal because of the hit it, in,
0: hit it in the bush. It started hailing. This is in the morning, 8 a.m. in the morning on the hardest hole. I mean, can't get a break, plays the hardest. You know, you could wake up after a rain delay and play an easy hole downwind. But in this case, he needed to have a couple of pars to make the cut and played Mm -hmm. the hardest hole into the wind, into the hail, finished up just getting totally frustrated and walked off after he went into the bush. Anyway, let's put all that aside. Your brother had a decent week. He's here this week. I handicapped him. I looked at him pretty closely this week. So very interesting, uh, you know, you are going to give us a little update on the biggest um, pre-qualifying happened yesterday. It was the talk of the town when I got here last night. Of-
1: um, yeah. So the initial pre-qualifying tournament, 624 golfers signed up. Um, and then I've got the guys. There was only three spots available. And the, if you don't follow the account um, at MondayQInfo on Twitter, it's really an interesting place because – They at a case of the golf one, um, they follow all the Monday qualifying events and there's just such good stories. You know, I love a story to come out of it. But there's a guy, um, Brett White, who qualified and he had a brain infection five years ago. He had to relearn how to walk. I mean, five years ago. So he made it through, which is just fantastic. And he was on Twitter just saying thank you to his sponsors and, and everyone for getting him out there. Another guy, Andre Metzger, who lives just 10 minutes from the course. And um, they said to him, you know, it's going to be great because you can obviously save money this week because you get to stay at home. And he said, I've got no money to save. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
1: it just shows, you know, there's some great tales that come from the guys that are able to Monday qualify and and have this opportunity. But these three guys that made it have a combined 35 seasons as pros, four combined PGA Tour starts, and they're mm-hmm. going to be playing in this $20 million field this week. So, um, you know, those are, those are names that you have to root for.
0: Yes, of course you do. And, of course, this whole $20 million elevated events is kind of, you know, put a bit of a black cloud over Pebble Beach last week. We saw Justin Rose. It was a very poor event last week at, at Pebble Beach, but we got a great champion in Justin Rose making a comeback of his own through, you know, hard work. Hasn't been playing well four years. He's been out outside of the winner's circle. Had a great day yesterday. Shot, I think, six under with the lead. Fantastic win for him. But it's sort of the have and have nots. But, of course, it's all about who has this week, Diane, with uh, – This this incredible crowd they're going to have at 16, 17, 18. It used to be just 16. Now it's almost the whole course. Uh, You know, a little update about the golf course. There is no rough to worry about this week, Diane, which changes a lot of handicapping in in our mind. Uh, Long hitters paradise this week. Course is very dry. It's all overseeded, of course, out here in the desert. Bright green, very dry. So course is perfect. Set up for scoring.
1: Um, you really hear it when you get to 15, the par five, which is such an exciting hole before the guys move across to 16. But as you're walking down the fairway and approaching the kind of, you know, back of the tee at the stadium area and you've got 15 green there, you just hear it's like it starts to bubble. Um can I just say, I had picked Justin Rose a week too early. He was one of my picks for yeah. the Farmers. And then, I mean, I yeah. knew that his form was really coming around. And um, it was great to see him get that win. First European to ever win the at t Pebble Beach Pro-Am. But you, you had picked Sam Ryder as your dark horse for the Farmers. And we know how that went. You had picked Kevin Yu as your dark horse for Pebble Beach last week. And he ended up finishing within the top 10. And I've already had people get in touch, Channel me that they took your pick and they made money off it. So you're on a little roll right now.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as you study these players and you look at all the stuff that we look at, you start to see these slight trends, Diane, you start Mm -hmm. to think about the history of the event. What does it take to do well at these courses? What sort of skill set do these guys have? What kind of a role are they on? What kind of percentage do they have of playing well this week? And it starts to make a little bit of sense. Now, I'm riding a little bit of a wave. I'm sure it's going to be you soon, so can't wait to hear your picks for this week.
1: As I said I I struggled a little bit this week um, but we've got 18 of the top 20 in the world the only two aren't playing Cam Smith who of course is with Liv and Will Zalatoris who has chosen to sit this one out but everyone else is there Rory McIlroy back on US soil after winning in Dubai just a couple of weeks ago John Ram obviously um, who lives close by Scotty Scheffler defending champion after winning that playoff with Patrick Cantlay last year so as you said all the big names the elevated event super bowl weekend it's just got all the makings for a phenomenal pga tour event and uh, i hope that the finish is as exciting as we hope now i was having a look at the course and I wanna get your opinion on this. What do you make of the, the correlation between TBC Scottsdale and TBC Sawgrass? And I only ask that because you look at the, the, the guys that have won here and it's pretty cool that nine of the last 10 winners have been either major champions or players champions. And we have Ricky Fowler, Webb Simpson and Phil Mickelson who all have won both. Do you see that as being quite a good um, you know, correlation course?
0: Well, it's a good question. <clears throat> Tom Weisskopf, of course, the late Tom Weisskopf, they'll be having a ceremony for him on the 17th hole, I think, today or in the morning to uh, Tom course passed away not too long ago this season. Um, no, I think it takes more pizzazz of the players to win this one. I think there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of nervy for the young players that haven't played here. It takes a little bit of experience. There's three short par fives on this course, which really suits a lot for the long hitters. Mm-hmm. And then, historically speaking on this golf course, Diane, you haven't really had to putt that good to win this tournament. None of the champions have really finished like in the top five in putting, like you would see at say Pebble beach or something. It's more of a big driving proximity to the hole is the key this week and, and sort of overall putting um, mm. last year. I think Scotty Scheffler was way up there in driving distance, top 10. Um, Ryan was right behind him. Uh, you know, Big distance off the tee, but the proximity, those two, um, and putting. Now comparing that to, say, TPC Sawgrass, this mm-hmm. is this is not as dangerous a course. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you do see, as you mentioned a minute ago, 15 water left, 17 water left, 18 mm-hmm. water left. We've seen some disasters happen coming in on this course, so um, it does favour some some players. Yes.
1: I love 17, you know, you've got that risk reward, drivable, par four with, as you say, the water and um, adrenaline is pumping after getting through 16, which is definitely going to have an impact. I mean, I love how you use the word pizzazz because with everything going on at this golf tournament, the, the guys that do well need to have that about them. They need to have that confidence and that spring in their step and, and stepping up to that tee on 16 cannot be an easy thing to do
0: well it's not just 16 it's 15 it's 17 it's 18 there's there's it takes a sort of a big player here a big okay. field big a big player and that's why when i said to you at the top of the show i i think you know there's an argument to be made Diane that i could throw out everyone that's playing this tournament that's a rookie okay they they're not going to beat the guys the top 25 guys that have played here for 10 years plus you can throw out all the guys that haven't made the cut here and you can throw out all the guys that aren't in good form and you're left with a small small section of players that are left on this board, Diane and that's and that's what I'm looking at and I'm looking at a certain skill set that they have that will will work well for well for them.
1: Well, let's get into it. We each have three picks outright favorites, one to watch and then that dark horse with odds of over a hundred to one. right? I'll let you do the honor since you're on this heater right now. Who are you <laughs> putting at the top of the list this week?
0: Well, wow, there's so many green you know, boxes at the top of this list. As you said, 24 of the, or 23 of the top 25 players. I could pick any of them, but the favorite in my mind is not the number one player. Rory McIlroy is coming over here for the first time. He's only played this tournament once. I think he finished 14th uh, a couple of years ago, Diane, It might have been last year. So he's not going to win it this year. hits the ball right to left. I'm picking with uh, John Rahm. The only difference between Rory and Rahm, they're almost the same exact, exact stats other than Rahm hits the ball left to right. And I like the ball curving away from the water, coming down the stretch every day. Rory's not really a hooker of the ball, Diane, but mm. th- that water left, and that's his bias. Um, I'm picking two stats. I'm picking three stats that I'm, all my players have in common this week. Proximity to the hole, putting average, and a good record of this course. Of course, Rahm is the top of all three. His proximity is great. His putting is top, top 10, and he's never missed a cut at this tournament. So... He lives just down the road. He went to school at ASU. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, Rory's great in the desert as well. Scotty Scheffler. They're all great, but i got to pick one, Diane. I'm going with John Rahm.
1: Okay. And I think Rahm's going to have a wee bit of a chip on his shoulder after this finish at the Farmers Insurance Open a few weeks ago. Yeah, he finished within the top 10. but he. Was and I think
0: good. if he beats Rory this week, he goes back to number one. And I think he's one. taken a bit of criticism by some of the Golf Channel people that he's not a good iron player or he's not really that this or that. But... Uh, incredible player. I don't know where they're getting all that from, but Ram Ram is—he's uh, probably the most internal player out there. Yes, he's got all the skill, physical skills, but he is determined.
1: Oh, there's a dog behind you. I
0: got, I got three. Uh, Bernanese, Bernanese uh, mountain dogs here okay. at my house.
1: That dog was gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay then. Right, well, my guy at the top, I'm going with someone who, who I, we, I find him at 35 to 1. So, well, let's look at Ram because he's going to be, um, I'm pretty sure he's favourite this week, isn't he? He is 8 yeah. to 1. 8 to 1. So, um, I, I think my guy, yeah, 35 to 1 I found him at. And, obviously with the sheer caliber of the field he's been pushed down a little bit which when I saw him at that price I'm like I'm definitely taking him he's a two-time WM Phoenix Open champion winning in 16 and in 17 Deki Matsuyama is gonna be my pick now he's got to feel confident when he steps on this property after winning twice before aside from that he's never missed a cut here and Out with those two wins, an additional five top 15 finishes. So this course is clearly a great fit for his game. He's playing well too. He was in the mix at the Farmers a few weeks ago and finished within the top 10. So I loved Matsuyama. As I said, I found him like 28 to 1, the low end up to 35 to 1, which I think is a great price. So I'm taking Matsuyama for the three-peat in Scottsdale as my outright favourite.
0: I love Matsuyama. You know, when I look at his stats, I'm looking at the boxes that I like. He's got the putting boxes he's got fixed. They look good to me on on his stats. His proximity to the hole is the only thing that pushed him down my board just slightly. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, it, you know, there's courses for, horses for courses. Matsuyama's this is his spot right here. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right, so you're going with John Ram at the top, and I'm going with Hideki. And then we move on to our ones to watch. This is the category that I've struggled with. This week, um, but I'll let you go first. Give me a few extra minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I think Vegas knows, uh, is thinking the way I'm thinking, Diane, which is this player is 150 to one and he's just barely out of the top 25 players. I'm talking about Brendan Todd. Mm-hmm. He has the three the three boxes ticked this week that, that I like and he actually has a fourth box. He's 11th in proximity to the hole, 10th in putting. He's made three or three cuts at, at this tournament. And he finished second at Pebble Beach last week. So he's playing great. Um, As I said, Vegas knows that this board is stacked at the top with all the top players. So they're putting big odds on everyone below. But 150 to 1 for Brendan Ton is just ridiculous how good he plays at this course.
1: Yeah, I love it. And um, as you say, great week last week. So Brendan Todd, that is a fantastic pick, especially at those odds. Um, oh, I'm telling you, this is why I struggled because I feel like my pick's a little bit boring. But the, if Taylor Montgomery wins a PGA tournament and I have not picked him, then yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna true. I'm throwing in the towel. Um and he's in the field this week on a sponsor's exemption. He grew up playing desert golf, being from Vegas, went to UNLV, um, leads the tour in overall putting average right now. And yeah, okay, you don't have to be a great putter around TBC Scottsdale, but that's, that stat is gonna win golf tournaments for you. And Looking at his season so far, and this is obviously the reason why he got the sponsors' exemption: eight top fifteen finishes in ten starts.
0: He's sort of the new, he's sort of the new Will Zalatoris uh, rookie yeah. that nobody's heard of, Taylor Montgomery. Yeah, um, I, I looked at him. I looked at him. He doesn't have any history of this course. He's going to be a little bit overrun when he sees the sixteenth hole and seventeen. Do I do I lay back? Do I attack? What do I do? And that's going to be the the trick, and that's why Vegas has these odds so high, Diane. What are his odds this 60
1: week? 60 to 1. And yeah. the word that's sticking in my head after you said it at the top of the show is pizzazz. And he's from Vegas, right? He's got to have pizzazz about him. So Got to. I'm, I'm sticking with it. You know, the other guy I looked at who's not really a one to watch is Tom Kim. Um, but well, Tom he's Kim, got
0: pizzazz, that's for yeah. sure. He likes the moment.
1: Yeah. And he's 30 to one. You know, I didn't, did I pick him as my outright favorite? No, because I kind of fancied Matsuyama above him, but Tom Kim definitely is someone that I'm going to be looking at this week too. It's hard not to pick him, um, especially after getting that win in Vegas and this rookie season, six top 11 finishes, which is again, him and Taylor Montgomery, Taylor's just missing that win, but it's just unbelievable from them.
0: Yeah, it'd be something if he could pull this off here in front of all these people, in front of all these other good players. This is a, this is a, this is a big giant event. I mean, we have another one coming up in Los Angeles in a couple of weeks, but, um, or is it next week? Is it next, next week? week?
1: Yeah. Next,
0: next week. week, back to back to back elevated events.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, huge. yeah, massive. Okay, and then the dark horse picks. Now you are on your roll after picking Sam Ryder for the Farmers Insurance, and he almost did it. Finished within that top five and then Kevin you last week at Pebble Beach you finished seventh so we'll keep that suspense and you can do your dark horse in a second I'll go first (laughs) yeah okay I don't know why I'm saying my picks are boring this week and I'm not jumping on the back of one of yours but I am going to go with Sam Ryder And I I told you about this when we had our little pre-production call. I was telling you that, you know, I think there's a great story with Sam. Um, He's 250 to one. And after the way that he played in San Diego a few weeks ago, I was really, really shocked because he played great for four days. It's not like he had like one crazy low round. He was in it until the very, very end. So 250 to one after the way that he played, but also he had the moment of his career here last year on the 16th when he had that hole in one. And he's gonna get an absolute hero's welcome when he steps back on that tee. Um, he's 4 for 4 in cuts made here which I know you're big on this week and two top tens of the season there's been a lot of missed cuts but those two top tens show that things are good we learned a lot about him last week and where he's at with his game what he's been working on strengths off the tee and on the greens so Sam Ryder 250 to 1 shall we just uh, ride it and keep going with him
0: Oh, it's a great pick. I mean, when you think about guys that make four out of four cuts that play well on this tournament, he's almost an expert at this. Four out of four is not quite the big sample size, but it's very good. I mean, you know how you're going to feel on Friday. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we are on this show talking about what players feel like making the cut on this course. Normally speaking, we would they wouldn't even be worrying about thinking about the cut, but they have so much drama uh-huh. that they have to play in front of at the end, a, you know, a bounce here or there, a – a razzing from the crowd can rattle these guys. uh, And that's what the rookies are up against today. Uh, That's what the rookies are up against this week. My -hmm. pick, which is even unbelievable, 350 to one um, on a player that you know very well, secret golf contributor, six out of seven cuts in the top 60 in proximity in the top 30 in putting. So he's on a regular week. He would be right up there, um, thinking about, you know, possibly winning. 350 to one Patton Kaziah, who probably, you know, is one of the best putters. He's I mean, we've talked about how goody he putts, uh, like Ben Crenshaw drives it good, uh, having a quiet, good year. Six out of seven cuts, as I said, on this, this tournament. I'm going for people this week, Diane, that don't play poorly at TPC Scottsdale. They play well here. Yeah. What does that mean? Makes the cut. Not really worried that, you know, I've got to get my, as you know, when we play on the SG2 or Golf Gaming app, when you have to pick four players, to, you need all four to make the cut. I want players, I mean, look at the odds on this guy, 350 to one. Dark Horse for Pat and Gazai, are you kidding me?
1: And the other thing is he finished just outside the top 10, tied for 11th at the American Express just a few weeks ago. And I mean, those are courses where we see no rough and we already know that TBC Scottsdale, the rough is going to be really down this week. So, um, yeah, confidence has to be high for Patton right now. And again, another guy who's worked exceptionally hard to, to turn his game around and have a little bit more consistency. So those odds are crazy for him. I love it.
0: Yeah, we talk about Patton where he's won in Hawaii and won at Mayakoba, and then he goes, then he goes off the rails for half the year, and then he, then he comes back and wins again. I'm trying to ride that edge, which I've done it for the last two weeks on these dark horse. I'm riding a horse that plays well here, and he gets hot with the putter. He just literally runs the table. So that's what I'm looking at on my dark horse.
1: Okay, I want to just touch on a guy at 50 to 1, Sahitha Gala. Now, this tournament last year was kind of the making of him. It was the tournament that really put him on the map. He was in contention until the very end, finished third in the end but remember he had all of his family and his friends there and they were making so much noise and um it was just it was great and you could see that he was you know gutted at the end but it was really the start of a phenomenal year of golf for Thagala. so at 50 to one and we've talked about this that he can be a little bit wild <laughs> off the tee it's not going to matter as much this week so what about him are you are you looking at him well a-
0: as you know ne- as you know, I, I picked him at, um, uh, as one to watch at Farmers, and he finished mm-hmm. top five. Big left to right player. Another player like Tom Kim. Both those guys have a lot of pizzazz. I mean, they're not a, they're not scared to take it in there, and 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 you know, Thegala is is going to be swinging out of his shoes. He loves it. He loves being in front of the crowd. Some players are made up for the made up for the big moments. Some are not, dying. Some are more reserved. Yeah. Some are more plotters. These guys are flashy. When I say Thegala and Tom Kim, they're both, um, you know, Vegas has got them at 50s and 60s. And you're looking at guys that have better stats than those two at 350. So they know that a pizzazz factor works into play this week.
1: Do you think that's why Will Zalatoris is skipping this week? Because we don't see, I mean, as I said, there's only two guys in the world top 20 missing and Cam Smith doesn't have a choice. But do you think Will, it doesn't really suit his personality and that's maybe why he's giving this week a miss?
0: No, I have no idea why Will's not playing, but if he was here, he'd be right up there with one of the top picks as yeah. well.
1: Yeah. Okay. He's okay. the most
0: prolific, one of the most prolific iron players that we've seen on the tour for a long time. His proximity suits suits him perfect for this course.
1: And you have to worry because he was plagued by injury not long ago. Um, so you just hope that this is not a sign that that injury is kind of niggling him again.
0: Well, you know, when you think about the upcoming schedule, you've got, you know, uh, LA next week, and then what do we? And then we then we cut all the way across. Okay, so we didn't talk. You know, there's a lot of players in this field, Diane, that we have not spoken of. You know, mm-hmm. Justin Thomas, Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler. We, we touched on. Cameron Young is back from playing. Tony Finow has a terrible record at this course. Max Honma just won at uh, Tory Tory Pines. I sent, tend to think Max would have a good chance, but he he normally wins these tournaments, Diane, where everyone else has a hard time putting. San Diego, okay. Um, twice at, at Napa, uh, the one up in Washington, D.C., where it's just raining and windy. And and this, this is pool table greens this week. So that's the only reason if you're thinking, why why are they not talking about these other top players? Like, can't talk about everyone.
1: Colin Morikawa, too. He uh, I was between him and Matsuyama for my outright favorite, but Morikawa's um, in some great form right now. So... Yeah, it's tough. And we're going to have this problem. Uh, It's not a problem. But as we have these elevated events, I mean, next week, talking about the genesis at Riviera, obviously, the course where you won the PGA Championship, it's going to be another one of these ones where you've got the cream of the crop playing for this insane amount of money. So... We'll be talking about that next week. But you are in Scottsdale. It's the place to be this week with the WM Phoenix Open and then all building up to the Super Bowl on Sunday. And you're going to be playing some golf and having some fun.
0: Yep. My wife and I are out here. The weather's perfect. Uh, going to slip out to the Waste Management, see a few of the friends.
1: Right, Elk, thank you so much. We will see how our picks get on this week at the WM Phoenix Open, and we'll be back next week to talk all things Riviera.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.